In order to understand how our minds are supposed to be connected to God, what frame of mind and consciousness we should be in to allow our thoughts to connect to God, we have to understand indeed why the Rambam doesn't bring, when he discusses the mitzvah that comes out of the first commandment, I am the Lord your God, when he discusses the most important mitzvah of faith in God or acceptance of God, he doesn't use the word amuna. He uses the word das, knowledge. How come? Why das? Why not amuna? And if das means philosophical speculation, proofs, scholastic proofs for God's existence, etc., how could it be that this is the first, the Ramam lists this as the first and most important mitzvah if many people can't do it? Not everyone are philosophers. So the Tzemach Tzedek, in order to explain this in Dech Mitzvah he brings an unbelievable teaching from the Abar Benel. And the Abar Benel, in his book, Rosh Amana, the main theological book of, of the Abar Benel on Maimonides' 13 Principles of Faith, the Abar Benel in Rosh Amana is actually answering a question as, of Reb Chazdoi Kreshkash. So just a little quick biographical interlude. Reb Chazdoi Kreshkash was one of the main philosophers of Jewish thought. He lived pretty much in between the Rambam and the Abarbanel. He lived in the 1300s. And the Abarbanel, of course, was an advisor to Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand. And he experienced firsthand the expulsion of the Jews from Spain in 1492, passed away in the early 1500s. So we have here a beautiful example of a theological debate among Jewish scholars that literally spans centuries. And then we'll get to how Hasidus explains it, which that was in the 1800s. Sir Prezdai Kreshkash asks in the Rambam that the Rambam Bechlal, as we've been learning, lists as the first mitzvah. In Sefer HaMitzvahs, he counts it as the very first mitzvah, obviously because of its importance. What comes out of the mitzvah, Hashem Aleikecha, I'm the Lord your God, Rambam lists the mitzvah of Emunah. Emunah, even though like we've been learning, he says the Radas, but let's call it the mitzvah Emunah, which is obviously how it's understood for the most part. And the Rambam lists it as the first mitzvah, as one of the 613 mitzvahs. Now, you know, there's a whole genre of Jewish literature called Moine HaMitzvahs, those that count the mitzvahs. Where do we know what are the 613 mitzvahs? The fact that we know the number, 613, the source of that is the Gemar Makis. The Gemar says there are 613 mitzvahs. But what are the 613? If you count how many things in the Torah it actually says to do or not to do, there's a lot more than 613. I mean, in the Torah, God says to Noah, build a teva. How do we know to build an ark? How do we know that's not a mitzvah for everyone? The mitzvah of Shabbos is repeated many times. How do we know, does that count as one or many? So there's a whole genre of this, of what's, what are the 613 mitzvahs? And there are many debates, the Rambam Lasitha. These are some mitzvahs, the Ramban argues, and it's back and forth, many opinions. And Reb Chazdoi Kreshkash comes and asks on the Rambam, how could you possibly list emuna as a mitzvah? What's the definition of the word mitzvah, a commandment? And by definition, you can't have a mitzvah without a mitzvah. You can't have a commandment without a commander. So by definition, if you're being told that you're discussing a mitzvah, then in the words of Reb Chazdoi, you're already assuming the existence of God before you're being commanded to believe in the existence of God. 
which obviously is a logical absurdity. How could you have a commandment to believe that God exists? If you're being commanded a commandment, obviously you have to first establish that there's a commander that's commanding. That's Reb Chazdoi's question. And therefore he says that a moon is not a mitzvah, Reb Chazdoi holds. Faith in God, belief in God is not a mitzvah. It precedes the Taryag mitzvahs. It comes before all the other mitzvahs. Or the way the Ramban explains this idea that like the Medrash says that a king comes into a, a city and says, accept my kingship and now accept my decrees. So the decrees, the 613 mitzvahs, have to be preceded by accepting God as king of Emuna. So Chazdai says that can't be one of the 613. And so he disagrees. How could the Rambam, you're wrong, is counting it as a mitzvah. It's the foundation of mitzvahs. Came the Abarbanel about a hundred something years later and writes, no, the Rambam is right. It is a mitzvah. Because, says the Abarbanel, the mitzvah we're talking about when we speak about the mitzvah of Amuna is not just the knowledge that God exists. Knowing that God exists is not the mitzvah. You're right, Reb Chazdoi, that comes before mitzvahs. There has to be a fact that I already know that there's a God. And so before any commandment, there's our awareness of God's being. But what the mitzvah is, says the Abarbanel, the mitzvah is to expand your perception of God, to go beyond a simple understanding of God. The awareness of God, the awareness of presence, that I feel God's being, so to speak, that comes before all mitzvahs. True. But the mitzvah is now to perceive, to go to a higher level of awareness of God, that the God that I know exists is the greatest of all existence. Mitzias hayoyser sholem. The mitzvah emuna is to know that God is perfect, essential existence. Mechuyva mitzias. The mitzvah is to now perceive that God is what's called mechuyiv hamatzias. Those are the words that the Rambam uses in Mer Nevuchim, mechuyiv hamatzias, necessary existence or essential existence. That's what God is, as opposed to everything else, which is only efshari hamatzias, conditional existence, existence that's dependent on something else. In other words, God is the most, in the words of the Barbanel, Metzias Hayoyser Sholem, the most perfect of what Metzias, what existence really is, because God's existence is not dependent on something else, not contingent. Everything else that exists is F Sharia Metzias, is only conditional existence, because let's say if A is making B, B could only exist as long as A is making it. So it's a conditional existence. We all derive our existence from God, which, if you recall the first halacha of the Rambam, that everything in heaven and earth will come from, that, from God. So we're dependent conditional existence. But God's existence is mechuiv, is necessary. I'm going to explain this. God's existence is mechuiv, because his existence comes from his essence. Mitsuyuse matsmuse in the language of, of the Rambam, in the Guide of the Perplexed. Mitsuyuse matsmuse, his existence is part of his essence. He doesn't receive his existence from something else. 
His existence is not Khalila dependent on anything else. If A exists because A, so th- there's no possibility of non-existence. So let's explain what the Abarbanel is saying and holds that is the mitzvah of Emunah. And it's a very fundamental idea. It's very fundamental. People are always wondering, wanting proofs whether God exists or not. Prove to me God exists. The truth is, God doesn't exist the way that you define existence. What you define existence to be, God is not that. So the whole question, prove to me God exists, is flawed to begin with. God does not exist. God is existence. Existence is a way God manifests. And things that exist partake of that essential existence of God. Existence itself is God's light. In the language of Spinoza, existence is a mode of God. In the language of Chassidus, existence is memale kol almin, is the Shekhinah. Of course you can't prove that God exists as a thing that exists. We tend to look at existence as being a thing, something that exists. You can't prove God as a thing that exists because he's not. But there's one thing that can't be doubted, that existence exists. There is existence. Everything that exists shows that there is existence, the ground of being. That's what God is. Or better stated, that's a level of God's light. Existence is godliness. Listen to how Rav Heschel, the great Rabbi A.J. Heschel, explains this in his great book, Man is Not Alone. It's on page 126, and it is so important. The title of the paragraph is, The Thought of God Has No Facade. Meaning the thought of God has no walls to it. Listen. Accustomed to thinking in categories of space, we conceive of God as a being vis-a-vis ourselves, as if we were here and he were there. That's how we usually define things that exist. I'm here, that's there, that's, that's a thing. We think of God in the likeness of things, as if he were a thing among things, a being among beings. Entering the meditation about the ultimate, we must rid ourselves of the intellectual habit of converting reality into an object of our minds. You can't try to make reality an object. All objects are part of reality, but reality is beyond. Continuing Rav Heschel, thinking of God is totally different from thinking about all other matters. To apply the usual logical devices, like the scholastic philosophers try to do, to apply the usual logical devices to God would be like trying to blow away a storm with a breath. Because to think of God is not to find him as an object in our minds, but to find ourselves in him. The thought of God has no facade. We all are in the thought as soon as it is in us. To conceive it is to be absorbed by it. Our knowing God and his reality are not apart. To think of him 
is to open our minds to His all-pervading presence, to our being replete with His presence. To think of things means to have a concept within the mind, while to think of God is like walking under a canopy of thought, like being surrounded by thought. He remains beyond our reach as long as we do not know that our reach is within Him, that He is the knower and we are the known, that to be means to be thought of by Him. Or to make this even simpler for an 11-year-old child, a young woman, a friend of mine, asked me a couple of weeks ago that her son came and said to her, who made Hashem? Who made God? Which is a very legitimate question. Which is a really great question for a child to ask. Atheists build their whole reputation and business, which is a good business, on this childish question. They build their whole business on this question. You know, they have their whole thing. You know, they make fun and say, oh, we say uh, everything has to have a cause, therefore God exists. Well, what made God? What brought God into existence? So turtles all the way down. That's called the turtle. On the, they, they make fun and say, you know, what holds the world up? A turtle. Well, what holds up that turtle? Another turtle. What holds up that turtle? Another turtle. Well, what holds the first? Turtles all the way down. So like, Okay, you're going to say everything comes from God. What made God? If everything has to have a source and you're going to say, well, everything comes from God, well, what's the turtle holding God? But that whole argument comes from an understanding of an 11-year-old. God isn't a thing that needs to be made. Any particular object needs to have a source. But being, being itself just is. And I told her to tell her 11-year-old as an example. Who made the fact that 1 plus 1 equals 2? Who made that fact? Who created? Who was the turtle holding the fact that 1 plus 1 equals 2? What's the A that makes the B of 1 plus 1 equals 2? Obviously, 1 plus 1 equals 2 just is. Nobody had to make it. Everyone understands. You don't have to have a creator for the fact that 1 plus 1 equals 2. Because 1 plus 1 equals 2 is an idea that's not physical. So you see, even an idea doesn't have to have a source. So if an idea seemingly doesn't have to have a source but just is, God, how much more so? In truth, we believe that even 1 plus 1 equals 2 is a creation by God, that God made ideas as well. Also in Spinoza, the two modes of thought and extension. God made the fact that 1 plus 1 equals 2, in essence. But even a child could understand that essential truth and reality doesn't have to be made. So God is He is existence itself. He's the source of any being, even the fact that 1 plus 1 equals 2. And so the Abarbanel is saying that what's the mitzvah of Emunah when the Rambam is saying Emunah is a mitzvah? Of course, before there are any particular mitzvahs, there's the awareness of God's being. Of course, that comes before mitzvah. That, that's not the mitzvah. Before mitzvahs, there has to be a perception of a commander. What's the mitzvah? To expand our perception of God, to understand and believe, have a muna, that God is mechuyiv That God's existence is the most perfect existence because God's existence is existence itself. 
His existence is of his essence, mitzyusei matzmusei. And that's the mitzvah moon according to the Abar Benel. But the Tzemach Tzedek says that according to Hasidus, the mitzvah moon is even beyond that. The perception of God's essential being as being the ground of existence, that things, stars, angels, ideas exist, but existence is godliness. That is not yet emuna. That's still part of das. That's still part of das. Emuna is something beyond even that, which Mitzvah learned tomorrow and also understand how thereby we could answer the questions in the Rambam and understand how any person, even the most simple and uneducated, could tap into this das in the most simple of ways.